Why independent reading is so essential in school. Changes need to happen in order not to become post-literate. By Walter Brown, first published in the Writing Cooperative. Hey, world citizens, welcome. Or good morning, good evening, if you're reading this in Australia. Uh, good day, mates. Walter Down down here talking about uh, independent reading and why it's so essential in school. Here are two statistics. 33% of high school students, graduates, never read another book for the rest of their lives. And 42% of college graduates never read another book after college. This statistic lines up with many other statistics I have read about reading in the United States. Well, I should know too, I've been teaching English for 24 years. I know my AP Lang and comp scores have plummeted in 10 years, a decade. My average used to be a bragworthy 4.2 out of five for 75 students. Now it's a 3.1 for the same number of students, 75. The worldwide average is 2.7. But can I brag anymore? Mm, no. But what has changed, man? Am I just a poor English teacher? Here is an analogy about why students, especially in those essential developmental years before college, should choose what books and novels they wish to read. After all, reading scores are down, especially here in the disunited states of America. In 2019, Average reading scores were lower for both 4th and 8th grade students compared to 2017. Scores were lower by 1 point at 4th grade and lower by 3 points at 8th grade. At 12th grade, the average score was 2 points lower in comparison to 2015. This is according to the NAEP report card. I know, reading is tough. As Thoreau writes, great writers require great readers. Or... Was that Walt Whitman? Hmm. Reading takes time. It takes training. It takes effort. And we all seem to have the attention span shorter than a tweet. An analogy sometimes does not walk on all four feet, as I've heard some canonical writer claim. But let's just say this. Your mom picks up something for you to watch on Netflix. Or your papa loves historical social dramas. <laughs> like like this papa, like Hugh Jane Austen or Charles Dickens. Or your sister loves Queen Elizabeth II and wants you to watch the entire series of The Crown. But those are too slow for you. You like speed and action. Think Mad Max or The Fast and the Furious 23. Or you like teen dramas like 13 Reasons Why. How much will you enjoy the series or the art form if you are forced to watch or read something for a month or months, and then you have quizzes and essays and tests and research papers on the very thing that doesn't put wind in your sails? Here's my question. Will you learn to hate the very thing we are encouraging you to love? Hmm. What an irony, right? What a sad irony. Are we creating fans of cinema? Or literature? Sports? If you think baseball is slow and would rather watch football, why force someone to watch a four-hour game between the Astros, boo, 
and the Phillies. Yay! Well, I'm a Phillies fan. Uh, too bad they lost in the last World Series. Anyway, athletes pick their own sport. It's the team we're after. Team building and physical conditioning and fun. Why play a sport if you hate it? Why read a book that you hate? Life is too short to read books you do not like. Are we creating lifelong readers or lifelong haters of reading? Here are some sobering statistics from Literacy Inc. here in the U.S. of A. 15% of uh, the U.S. population has specific reading disorders. 46% of American adults cannot understand the labels on their pharmaceutical prescriptions. Oh, that's a problem. 56% of young people claim they read fewer than 10 books a year. 50% of U.S. adults are unable to read at an 8th grade level book. 33% of high school students' graduates never read a book after high school. 80% of U.S. families have not purchased a book this year. I wonder if that's a Kindle, too. Or Audible. Or if that's not reading, but anyway. 50% of books started are never read to completion. 70% of adults have not been in a bookstore in the past five years. And 15% of U.S. students are dyslexic. Listen, can't we teach the skills necessary to become an artful reader, I, I, I meant their artful reader, without the whole class having to be in lockstep with everyone else? I put quotes around lockstep. Heck, that seems like military goose-stepping to me. <laughs> And that scares me. Really, really scares me. Listen, not everyone reads at the same rate. A first grader in the U.S. of A. reads an average of 53 to 100 words, 111 words per minute. Uh, what we call WPM. By the time you're in college, that number should be closer to 350 words per minute. Again, this is an average uh, from Halsbrook, Tyndale, uh, Bayesburg, uh at all. And by comparison, we form thoughts at around 1,000 to 3,000 words per minute. Wow, light speed. Think about uh, stream of consciousness there. Right? Students also do not retain the same information that may be, quote, selected for an insipid selected response quiz or test. Why spend a month with a crown? Is that a class you're actually going to enjoy? Now just replace the crown with Beowulf which I know I happen to love, but guess what, mates? I have a master's degree in English. Duh. If we want to create lifelong readers, which we're not, by the way, if one looks at the sad, sad facts, then let's encourage more independent reading. The same skills in writing, analysis, research, technology, and public speaking can be used with whatever text a student selects. But how will we quiz them if the teacher doesn't know the book? Well, that's the whole problem. It's teacher-centered. Why is the teacher in charge of 30 lives and interest? And why is this so teacher-centered? Maybe it goes back to the ancient lectures of, like, Oxford and Cambridge and, like, the, the priest and the minister in the pulpit, and we're just, like, listening. Who knows? Maybe 30 students can actually encourage the teacher and their 29 classmates to pick up the book, too. Or create a PK Create project, or a YouTube APA thesis defense, or we do things called a literary cafe chat session where we just sit around and talk about the books that we are reading. And then you write an amazing synthesis essay. 
and then maybe a podcast or a book review on Anchor FM. I have my students do it. They really like it. And they actually really enjoy reading, many of them. Right? So, yeah, Mr. Bound, do you have anything else? I really loved, enjoy, I really liked uh, Kurt Vonnegut. I have all the Vonnegut over there. Just go pick. Right? Here's the real horror show. And think about uh, how you might be on, you know, like, okay, I just need a babysitter, something to keep the kids from driving me crazy at dinner on the road. So, here's an iPad, here's a phone. But, you know, are you asking them, what are they doing? What are you watching? You know, ask questions rather than just let them sit there for two hours uh, while they stare at their black mirror. Now, that's a little sidebar there. But I get it. You know, I get it. It's easy. It's easy. But, but here's the real horror show. The shares of American 9 and 13-year-olds who say they read for fun on, uh, has dropped for nearly a decade ago. are at their lowest levels uh, since the mid-1880s, 1980s, <laughs> 1880s according to a survey conducted in late 2009 and early 2020. That's from uh, Catherine Schaefer of the National Assessment of Educational Progress or Progress here in the States. Well, what's part of the problem? One can pay attention in class to a teacher, take notes on what the teacher says, and look up the information and then answer the questions correctly on the test. But they have missed the point of reading. It's not to earn an A, and that's what everyone wants, an A, is what the states want, right? Oh, let us uh, just give us, uh, you know, tell us that everyone has graduated. Yeah, everyone has graduated. Yay, you have 100% graduation rates. But what's behind that A, right? It could be just nothing. And what are the skills? The point of reading is this, man, there's many things. Insight into the world, human behavior, history, culture, the list is endless. It's also a diversion. It should be entertaining. It should be better and more immersive than a TikTok video. Not reading and writing is not like practicing uh, drills and sports. If you're not practicing tennis, you will not make varsity or JV or win any matches. You will not even be tired. You will not have exercised one iota of muscle, leg, brain, or forearm. Does any of this make sense or am I just a nincompoop? You're not going to be a good reader. You're not going to be a good writer. And you're not going to be an effective speaker if you're not practicing. This makes sense with piano, athletics, and cooking. With everything. So let's stop pretending students are actually reading The Scarlet Letter and Beowulf. Those works were not written for a teenager at any age. It's essential for more choice reading. Isn't that what you would want? And sure, the class can read together in class with the teacher guides through the forest. The consequences of the downward trend in reading and writing are truly horrifying. Thanks uh, for listening.